Welcome to No Rain Date, a community podcast about local news and people. No Rain Date is a production of Saucon Source LLC. For more local news and information, please visit SaucinSource.com. Hello and welcome to No Rain Date, the official podcast for Sock and Source LLC and SockandSource.com. My name is Josh Popachek. I'm the publisher of Sock and Source and your host for No Rain Date. We have the headlines for the week ending March 5th, 2020. But first, I'd like to just mention that we did take a brief week off due to some technical challenges that we had with last week's episode. And I want to apologize that we were off air for a week, but we've regrouped. Everything is good, and we're excited to be back for episode 14 of No Rain Date, bringing you the best in local news and interviews. So it's been a busy couple weeks in the Saucon Valley with news and on a lot of different fronts from government to police news to traffic, fire company, you name it. We've got a a full lineup. Coronavirus is a big topic currently. Just about everywhere you go, it's being discussed. And although there are relatively few cases in the U.S. so far, as of about five o'clock on Tuesday, Wednesday rather, the total number of cases in the U.S. was a little over 150. But these are nowhere near our area. The closest are in New York City area, so there have not been any confirmed cases in Pennsylvania to date, although on Wednesday there was news that there was a possible case in Philadelphia, and officials are in the process of confirming whether that is an actual case or not. News about coronavirus has certainly affected people's shopping habits. If you visited any of the local supermarkets or drugstores in the past several days, you've probably noticed that certain products such as hand sanitizer, isopropyl alcohol, disposable masks, uh, medical masks, latex gloves, uh, those supplies are either depleted or very limited in many of the stores due to people stockpiling those items out of fear over a possible pandemic. It's important to note that there has not been any uh, declaration of a pandemic, and actually the Centers for Disease Control is urging regular Americans not to stockpile the masks because doctors and dentists and other healthcare professionals are now in danger of not having those available to them. So we don't want that. Please be judicious in your purchases and certainly, you know, prepare for uh, uh, possible scenarios, but, you know, consider other people when you're doing that would be a good idea. We will continue to follow the coronavirus story because it's certainly a developing one and it's not something that is going to disappear by next week or possibly even next month. It's it's, it's been in the news since December and it's now March, so uh, we're certainly in it for the long haul. And I should also mention that uh, it was announced earlier this week that Pennsylvania will have its own testing for the coronavirus available by... 
Friday, that would be March 6th, uh, there's been a limit to what they can do here due to the fact that the state can't do in-house testing and everything's being sent to the CDC in Atlanta. But uh, fortunately, they will have the testing here now that will speed up the process of confirming cases and presumably help get people treated more quickly. So that is something to watch for. In police news, there's been several uh, prominent arrests in the last week. Uh, One was in Upper Saucon, which involved a significant quantity of drugs, according to authorities. The arrest happened on Aberdeen Street, the 4700 block of Aberdeen Street, when a search warrant was served by the Lehigh County Drug Task Force on February 4th. Arrested was Luis Ariel Capayan Maldonado, who, according to a morning call story that cites court records, was allegedly found in possession of two kilograms of fentanyl and one kilogram of heroin. The newspaper reported that police also allegedly found a 9mm handgun and drug paraphernalia during the search. A twist on this story is that uh, Mr. Maldonado was previously convicted of running a large drug operation in the southern New England area, Connecticut to be specific. This was back in 2014. And related to that conviction was the fact that he was to have been deported to his native Dominican Republic following his arrest. However, for some reason, that did not happen. So there, there is a twist to this case, and Mr. Maldonado is being held uh, by the authorities in lieu of a significant amount of bail, uh, given the quantity of drugs that um, were allegedly seized in that operation. In Hellertown, there was an arrest of a 66-year-old man on child pornography charges, according to a story published by Lehigh Valley Live. Earlier this week, 66-year-old Oscar Rivera Velasco of the 300 block of Laubach Street was arrested on uh, Friday, February 28th, following an investigation that was prompted when a tip was received by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That tip was forwarded to the Pennsylvania Attorney General's office. They opened an investigation and allegedly found that Mr. Velasco had uploaded videos containing child pornography to his Facebook account in August and September of 2019 while using the Wi-Fi at his place of employment. Police subpoenaed the IP address uh, for his work and discovered that that was a Hellertown business, Hellertown Crossroads Hotel, and that was where Mr. Velasco was uh, placed under arrest on those charges. Um, We spoke with Amy Tulio of Crossroads Hotel, and she emphasized that as soon as the uh, arrest happened and the charges were known, Crossroads terminated his employment. So that was another big case in Coopersburg, turning away from police news. uh, There's been concern about pedestrian lighting, which sounds like a good thing. There are certainly plenty of streets around here that are very dark at night. But in this case, the the problem isn't the darkness. It's the problem with brightness. Uh, Residents along East Station Avenue have complained uh, that 
the lighting recently installed as part of the borough's streetscape project is actually so bright that in some cases they've needed to hang room darkening shades in their homes. There's about 60 lampposts along East Station Avenue, roughly from near Route 309 up to where the Saucon Rail Trail crosses that street. And the borough is in the process of trying to find a solution to the brightness. Uh, it might involve um, using dimmers or shades on the lampposts. Uh, borough manager Tim Passhouse said that the uh, brightness was uh, set according to PennDOT standard. Uh, Station Avenue is a PennDOT road. So uh, the borough has even put out a frequently asked questions sheet which discusses the lighting that is available online um, for anybody who has questions about it. We would encourage you to um, seek out that information. Of course, there's also an article about it on Sock and Source where you'll uh, learn more about that and the Streetscape project. The next phase will involve uh, lighting on Main Street and other improvements. However, the council has emphasized that they won't begin to install lighting there until the uh, issues with the lighting on Station Avenue have been adequately addressed. We actually have a, a story out of Lower Milford Township, which is our first coverage of Lower Milford, at least on Sock and Source. I previously covered Lower Milford at a when I was employed at the Sock and News more than 10 years ago, and to a more limited extent at patch.com. We heard an update from Lower Milford Supervisor Donna Wright at a Southern Lehigh Chamber of Commerce breakfast. Uh, that was February 26th. And um, Mrs. Wright uh, discussed a number of issues in the township, one of which involves accidents on Kings Highway, which is in the western part of the township. She said that many motorists are using Kings Highway as a shortcut to get to Route 663 and the Quakertown interchange on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. And it's a very hilly, curvy road, if you're familiar with it, that perhaps is a contributing factor to the accidents. There are um, statistics online that appear to support the, uh, the, the claim that it is a, a rather treacherous stretch. And um, speeding in general uh, is also a concern there. Donna Wright asked that if anybody is coming through Lower Milford, you know, please watch your speed and, and follow the speed limit. That would be something good to do. And we will hopefully have more coverage of Lower Milford Township in the future. Heading back to Hellertown now, there's been uh, changes at Dewey Fire Company. They have a new president, Gail Knopf. Many of you know Gail. She's been very active in the fire company and the community as a whole for many years. Um, Gail has previously served on uh, Hellertown Borough Council. She's also very involved in athletics uh, at Saucon Valley. She's been the announcer for Saucon Valley football games, home football games for something like 25 years and um, does a great job with that. So we're super excited that Gail uh, is at the helm of Dewey Fire Company now. Uh, she gave a presentation to Hellertown Borough Council on Monday in which she outlined some goals that she has 
Um, one of them being uh, greater transparency for the fire company, and I think that's fantastic. I think the community is really going to embrace that. She also discussed um, revitalizing the social club at the fire company, which closed last year. Uh, Gail explained that that had to do with the fact that they were simply losing a lot of money and couldn't afford to keep it open, but they have apparently partnered with Spurk Brothers. David Spurk, owner of that construction company, lives in Lower Saucon and is also the owner of Steel Club. And they have been uh, donating time and expertise to uh, planning the turnaround of the social club and also the banquet hall. There's more information about the future of the banquet hall on Facebook. We will have an article or we are we have an article about Gail's presentation and it goes into some more detail about uh, the carnival for this year, the fireworks. They're currently in the process of fundraising the money they need to present the fireworks show that everybody loves, uh, which is in uh, mid-July. So Definitely check that out. Um, your support is requested, and um, we hope you will will want to play a part in, in the revitalization of Dewey Fire Company, um, whether it's as a volunteer or a donor or um, in, in some small way. They do a great job serving our community, and, and we want to help them. Um, lastly, at Saucon Valley High School this weekend, uh, Hello Dolly is being performed. That is the spring musical. And the kids have spent months w- rehearsing this show, building sets, um, learning the musical numbers, choreography. It's a lavish production, basically a Broadway quality show here in Hellertown. So I would encourage you to go see Hello Dolly. Uh, tickets are available at the door. Tickets are $12 for adults, $10 for students and seniors. If you know prior shows are any, any sign of, of quality, this one is going to be another great show. So good luck to all the performers in Hello Dolly, and um, we hope to see you there. And now we will take it over to Tony with Lehigh Valley Weather Authority with the five-day forecast. Hey everyone, Tony here from Lehigh Valley Weather Authority with your exclusive five-day forecast for Salk and Source's No Rain Date podcast. Today is March 5th, 2020. It is Thursday. Beautifully sunny skies out there. A high temperature of 50 degrees. Tonight's low down to 32. Friday gets a little interesting. We'll see some morning showers, a little breezy conditions, and then moving into Friday afternoon, We will see that rain shut off, but also at the same time transition to a little bit of snow flurry activity. And then we're also watching a a possible band of snow for Friday night. Uh, Friday's high temperature of 41 degrees, going down to 28 Friday night. Now, any snow that would fall Friday night could have the potential to drop a coating. Uh, I mean, I would lean against it or, you know, worst case scenario, it's grassy surface. But... uh, you know, there could be some freezing uh, black ice worries there Friday night. So be aware of some slick conditions Friday night, mainly black ice spots, more more so isolated over widespread. But keep that in the back of your mind. Saturday, sunny skies, high of 44 with a Saturday night low down to 26. Now, that'll be the cooler day of the weekend. 
And don't forget, before you go to bed Saturday night, we turn the clocks ahead, spring forward. Uh, Sunday morning at 3 a.m. is when the official uh, time changes. But you know, before you go to bed, set it an hour ahead, and you'll be in good shape for Sunday morning. So uh, Sunday, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous out there. Uh, sunny skies, a high temperature of 56 degrees, and Sunday night's low down to 36. And we head into Monday, looks even better. I mean, it is the start of your work week, so that sucks. But Monday's high temperature, 63 degrees under sunny skies. So uh, with that being said, Monday night's low temp, 40 degrees. So we're starting to see a little bit of moderation here. Uh, you know, you're probably starting to hear talk about a snowstorm next week. Now, the, we have one model basically showing it, the GFS model. It is showing some significant snow next Thursday. But I would definitely take that with a grain of salt. <clears throat> The models get a little wonky this time of year as the the time changes and, and the seasons change. But you, you can never discount a, a March snowstorm. You know, we've seen it time and time again in the past. So keep that in the back of your mind. But I would take that with a grain of salt. I mean, I surely don't want significant snow this time of year. I'm ready for spring and fishing and whatever else I got going on. But <laughs> that is all I have for you this week. Have a wonderful a uh, couple days here. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy uh, the time change. It's going to start getting darker out at, what, 6, 30, 7 o'clock. So we're on our way into summer. That is all I have for you. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. It's my pleasure this week to welcome uh, a phenomenal person and dentist uh, from Hellertown, Dr. Ann Hunsaker-Morrissey, to No Rain Date. Those of you who know her probably know her as Dr. Ann. She's been a dentist in Hellertown for over 30 years, which is just an awesome record, and, and she knows probably thousands of local residents from that, that time, um, generations of families. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Josh. I wanted to start off by going back in time and asking you about how you first became interested in, in dentistry and what sort of drew you into that as a career choice. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom worked for a dentist. Okay, I grew up in Lehighton, which is a small town like Hellertown. Mm-hmm. And I guess you first you look to your parents, because that's the career choices you see. And my dad was a school teacher, mm-hmm. and my mom worked for the town dentist. And I never was interested in being a school teacher, although the hours were great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, but my mom, and my mom at the time, was the only girl in the office. It was the dentist and my mom. So she would answer the phone, make the appointments, you know, seat the patient in the chair, go mix the filling, and like do all this stuff. And I can see now as I'm doing this, she wouldn't get everything done in a day. So right. she'd go in a lot of times on the weekends. So she took me along. And back in those days, um, they didn't have autoclaves, really. They, they cold sterilized the instruments mm-hmm. and they'd cold sterilize them in these solutions for X amount of time and then you'd rinse them off and then they would be put in drawers hmm. and that would be my job. You know, because I could just match them. I could tell the mirrors, the explorers, the, and I would do that. And, and then she would be developing x-rays, like the old-fashioned way, like with the developer and, and putting them in fixer and then hanging them up to dry. And 
So you were almost like playing doctor, playing dentist. Yeah, she would give me little jobs and I got interested in it. And so like when I was like around maybe fifth grade, I decided that's kind of what I wanted to do. And um, she would say, oh, I don't know if that would be good for a woman to, you know, to do that. She wasn't sure. She said, you need to get a job working for a dentist and see if you like it. So by the time I was in high school, I worked for a more modern dentist. Mm -hmm. And I would go in every day after school and work, you know, till closing. And then after closing, I had to run the sweeper and empty the trash and do all that stuff. Like a front desk kind of kind of job? No, more like the cleaning lady kind of job. Oh. Like the daily cleaning lady <laughs> kind of job. <laughs> right. You know, and, and then at that time, the instruments were starting to be autoclaved. So I would have to wrap them to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. So, so then I, I got more interested in it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much dentistry has changed. I mean, I remember as a kid, the first dentist we went to, who was Dr. Glazier in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't use gloves, you know. Oh, right. Like, yes. I, that, we didn't think that was odd at all. Like, right. Well, even the dentist I worked for in high school didn't use gloves. Yeah. But by the time I got to dental school, we had to wear gloves preclinical. Okay. So we had gloves on from the day we got there. Right. So if we were working on the fake mouth and everything, we had gloves on just to get us used to it. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine not, not wearing gloves. Well, now everybody's wearing gloves because of the coronavirus. That's right, and masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually have um, a 20-box limit now. Really? Yes, we can only buy 20 boxes at a time That's every, a like, two weeks. scary. Yeah. Wow. And now it's, so, of course, we just started Supply buying 20 boxes from every vendor we could. Mm-hmm. And now we just, yesterday I got a message that, Henry Shine is only going to allow me to buy what I normally would have, would buy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. If, I didn't really get that far to look to see if we bought 20 boxes or more than 20 boxes. But, yeah, yeah. it could be a problem. And it's not like, yeah, you can't just lengthen the, their use by reusing no. them or anything. Right. So um, you're kind of at the mercy of the marketplace in that case. Yeah. Yeah, so well, we just keep ordering them every chance we can. Yeah. Okay, well... You mentioned um, being from Lehighton, mm-hmm. and then so you went away to college, or you yes, know, and then I went to Penn State undergrad. Okay, yeah, you're a big Penn State. I'm a fan. big Penn State fan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> and then take after after Penn State. Did you originally think you would go back to Lehighton, or or what? What were your goals at that point? Well, when I was uh, my senior year. Uh, Penn State, you you apply your senior year fresh your fall of your senior year to dental school. So by December first, you would hear if you got accepted. So I was accepted, and I had enough credits because at that time Penn State was on trimesters. Mm-hmm. So I had more than enough credits to graduate. So because dental school was going to be so expensive, I graduated then like a semester early. Oh, so okay. then I came home. And then my aunt Teresa got me a job working in Scotty's sewing mill in Lehighton. <laughs> so I've I, heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of Scotties. I think they also, I think they were from Nazareth, and there were some mills out there too. Yeah. Yeah. I know somebody from Palmerton that worked in, in that one. So I think. Yeah, so there might have been one like in Kresgeville or yeah. Cocoltown out there. Yeah. Uh, so we sewed. Yeah, so that really made me want to go to dental school <laughs> <laughs> after I was finished with that job. But that's the beauty of those kind of jobs, right? right. Yeah. Do so, you Yeah. So I uh, went to the University of Pennsylvania 
dental school then the following September. And how long is dental school? Two? Four years. Oh, four years. Four okay. years, yeah. Pretty rigorous, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Very different than college. College, you know how you could have like maybe a day off during the week or you had most of your classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday. To... No, not in dental school. Dental school, 8 a.m., you arrived in the classroom and you were basically in the room almost the whole day. And the professors swapped out. Wow. So it's that was hard because you had to stay awake for all that. <laughs> and then you, we had um, a lot of lab work. We had to make like our own crowns, our own dentures, that kind of stuff. So not only did you have to study, you had to do, and it's like little arts and craft kind of, you know, <laughs> waxing up teeth and polishing them. Right. And we actually, now dentistry has changed so much, but at that time we were doing uh, like porcelain fused to metal crowns all gold crowns huh. so that's made like jewelry where yeah. you have to do a wax wax it up as a wax pattern then you invest it and cast it wow yeah so it was neat artisan dental work now everything's CAD CAM yeah do you, do you have a period in dental school where you're kind of like like a residency or anything like that where you're out in the after field after the year after you you graduate okay yeah and then we, we actually had to um I think 12 weeks of dental school, we went to the hospital okay. and down to HUP mm-hmm. and CHOP and spent time there. So yeah, then was what cool. What was the, you graduated, what kind of Hellertown, like what? Oh, so then I graduated, <laughs> okay, I graduated and I, um, I just interviewed around the Lehigh Valley, I came home to Lehigh and interviewed around the Lehigh Valley and was hired by a dentist in Fullerton. Okay. So I worked uh, a year in Fullerton. And I used to go to a study club at Muhlenberg Hospital, which was run by uh, Dr. Jonathan Tenzer. He was an oral surgeon um, in Bethlehem for a lot of years. I've heard of him. He passed away. So when I was at, he approached me and said that Dr. Griggs, who had the practice here in Hellertown before me, wanted to sell his practice. He thought it would be a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. And so I went to visit it, and the rest is history. And <laughs> it was in that the... same location that you're at now? Oh, yeah. But, you know, when you look at my office now, if you stand in front of it, you look at that little red brick part of it. Mm-hmm. That was all my office was. That... And then next door to my office was a duplex house. Oh, Okay. Right on the corner? Right on the corner. A lady named Mildred Smoyer lived. She lived there. And then after she passed away, her kids sold me the house. And then I took down the house and built my office as it is now. Right, which is a very modern, bright, you know, light-filled building. Well, that was so critical to me to have windows. Yes. Because my old office was so small. It was 800 square feet. And the treatment room windows were that glass that you can't see out of. Mm-hmm. And it had to be that way because it was right up against the house. And so if you didn't have it like that, then the people in the house and the upstairs could look down in the office. But <laughs> it made it that it made it confining. Yeah. So I think the patient experience is so much improved by, by having windows to look out. Oh yes, because in all the years I found that people are claustrophobic. Yeah. And they they couldn't stay in the, the room too long, and so it's much better. And if better. they have a, a fear or any kind of anxiety related to dentistry to begin with, you don't want to add that. 
exactly. on top of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful building. I mean, when you walk in, you have this huge, like, cathedral ceiling uh, lobby, and you always, you know, decorate it beautifully for, for all the Thank seasons. Yeah. Outside, you have the big tooth sign, which mm-hmm. is kind of like a landmark yeah. now for people. Yes. Because um, sometimes people do get a little mixed up. There are a few dentists in Hallertown. But if you say it's the tooth sign, Dennis, they know know right away. That was made for me by uh, Marcus Michael. Yes. uh, Designs, and I I love those guys. You know, they're they're so creative. Yeah. And they also did my signs on my building. Yeah, you showed me their website. Their work is Yeah, their work is really, really great. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted something that was, you know, that represented us. So Mm -hmm. what else but a tooth? Right. (laughs) Right. And then you also have... Well, you, you love gardening yeah. yourself, so you've kind of extended that into the practice where you have these beautiful window boxes out mm-hmm. front that are um, just overflowing with blooms like every summer. And that's, that's you, you work with uh, Blumenhouse? Segan's Blumenhouse. Segan's Blumenhouse. Yeah, out um, in uh, Fogelsville uh, on Grange Road. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy Segan plants them for me and her husband, Jeff. And yeah, it's they do amazing. They're like the perfect flower. I don't think any other flower would would grow. What is the name of the flower? It's a geranium. Oh, that's a geranium. That's a geranium, okay. but it's an ivy geranium. It's okay. um, Pennsylvania Dutch would say a spritz geranium. Okay. <laughs> I saw them thirty, like almost thirty years ago on my honeymoon huh. in uh, Germany and Austria. Mm-hmm. And. You know where the glockenspiel is in the center of Munich? Mm-hmm. Well, underneath the glockenspiel were these flowers just hanging down the building. And, and we got married the 17th of October, so it was cold. Yeah. And they were still, like, beautiful. They wow. go from, you know, May to October, November, depending when the frost comes. But Yeah. yeah. They just got to have the sun, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah, they need sun and they need water. Right, right. Yeah, and they, they do really well because I don't, do anything to them besides water them right they're pretty low maintenance in general yeah yeah yeah, yeah they they just make your whole corner stand out i think and and uh, uh well I, I got into it because we had to make the parking lot the borough we, and of course we needed the parking lot for parking but we took away the tree we took away the yard which mm-hmm. i used to have a garden in the yard behind my office oh wow yeah and so we had to get rid of all that and i was looking for something that i could put greenery back mm-hmm. on the building so they had they were life of their own because i had to have them custom made i'd have the liners custom made because hmm. they're a little deeper than the, the size you would buy in a store yeah yeah i just i think it would be cool if if it inspired some other businesses around town to do the same thing i mean not everybody has the exact kind of setup you do where where they right. can do that but i think everybody can do something to beautify the outside of their building Oh yeah. If they if they stop and try, and we've had conversations about this, yes. like you know, um, some communities have hanging baskets on light poles, lamp posts. Um, the problem is though they got rid of the lights here. Right. <laughs> we have. I don't know if you've been to Coopersburg lately, but Coopersburg just put these beautiful lights up on Station Avenue. Yeah, we and just they, had a story about that actually. Oh, you did, and I'm like, I was going down the street and I'm like these are the kind of lights we need in Hellertown and I guess we had we had them but they didn't 
by the bottoms of them, mm-hmm. so they were stuck on the wood poles. And but anyway, I, I would see a light like that with like downtown Lancaster. They have beautiful hanging baskets that people put in memory or in honor of somebody, mm-hmm. and that's how they fill the town with the flowers. Yeah, well, it'd be really nice if we could do that here on Main Street, but then we need to water them. Right. I don't know how we could do that. Lancaster has a truck. The town, you know, they go around and they water them. From the truck, from the truck. yeah. In Cape May, which also has beautiful, like Stone Harbor, Cape May has beautiful baskets. In Cape May, I saw a retired man with a wagon that pulls the jug of water. and <laughs> A little them. red wagon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if we could do that. That would be the thing that would be the issue. And now that they changed out the lights for these modern things, I don't know. Yeah. Where you'd put them. Yeah. I mean, I know the borough struggles because, like, they can't do everything that they want to do on Main Street because it's a state road. PennDOT mm-hmm. has certain requirements, you know, mm-hmm. um, that they enforce. But I still think that, you know, there there are probably other things that we could do, you know. And Well, maybe we'd have to put planters then. We there was a planter program a few years ago and it was going well for a while and then it just kind of it was part of this uh, borough business revitalization program mm-hmm. that I was in but that was a chamber initiative and then things changed with the funding I think and it just kind of ended <laughs> mm-hmm. like so many things do um, but you know I would love to see something like that again for sure. I mean, certainly the outside of my building could use a little brightening up, so. I think it'd be great if we could get some really nice pots. Yeah. And then maybe people would plant them. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get out to that Segan's Blooming House and check, mm-hmm. check out the, it looks, you know, I've seen pictures and I want to go out there because I like to garden too. I'm not anywhere in your league but oh yes you are (laughs) yeah but it's it's relaxing to go outside and focus on right like the the plants in front of you sort Mm -hmm. of not facebook or anything yeah (laughs) so and i'm sure there's i know there's tons i have tons of patients at garden yeah that love flowers and i think it would be something that if we could get it underway There'd be a lot of people that would help. Yeah, no, absolutely. Interested in it. Yeah, well, spring is coming, so this would be a good time to to maybe work on something like that to think about it a little more. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to go back and talk a little bit more about about the practice specifically. In case people don't know, you you are a family dentist, so you see general dentist, right? Um, and and that means what exactly? Because Kind of like you're a jack, jack of all trades. You know, we do, we do every, we do everything. We um, extract teeth. We place implants. Right. We, you know, do fillings. You know, cleanings. We treat patients' gum problems. Mm-hmm. Almost any any dental need. Right. And as I mentioned before, you last year you were you celebrated your thirtieth anniversary mm-hmm. and like how. We talked a little bit about this already, but how has the how has your practice grown since since back then? How how many people did you have in the beginning? And I had one. <laughs> I had uh, a lot of people from town would know Chris Vasco. She I always say I bought her with the building. 
<laughs> because there was Dr. Mahalski was the dentist who had the practice first, and he started it in maybe 1958, hmm. and he built the office. And the, and the one one cool thing about building the new part of the office, what I didn't realize when I hired the people to build the new part, they were Charles and Sullivan. They were the same construction company that built the original, and wow. there was a, and there was one fella on the job both times. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's crazy. He was a kid, like he was young, like 19 That's... or something when they built the wow. first one and how here he is building the addition onto it. I would have written an article about that if I could have <laughs> <Yeah>. around. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was it was neat. Um, <laughs> you know you've been in the business a long time when right, right. <laughs> well, tearing buildings and I, down. I feel like that now I'm starting to see like grandkids. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, and I guess. I remember my dad when when he was teaching and he would start to see his his students kids and then the crack, you know, it's like right. full, full circle or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you have a big you have a big staff um, mm-hmm. of of well you you have two other dentists. Yes, and um, I have an awesome staff. I have a very well-trained staff. Yes. Yeah. You know, they've um, gone to a lot of extra schooling. Mm-hmm. I have uh, seven expanded function dental assistants that work for me. Mm-hmm. And eight hygienists. Wow. Yeah, and, and that's a great thing because it means you can off, you can get people in mm-hmm. quickly, which is often... Right. We try to get people, if they have an emergency, to get them in the same day. Right. And most of the time we can. Yeah. You have yeah. you have hours that are also pretty accommodating towards you know people's schedules today because I know you're open late. Yes, and we did that on, we did that years ago on purpose. You know, we would work till eight o'clock at night certain nights. Mm-hmm. We would start at seven certain days, and then other days we would work through lunch. Right, just to try to accommodate people. Well, in the beginning though, people were coming off shifts at the steel. Mm. Wow. Know? So we would have you know people that wanted to come first thing before they went to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'd have people coming if, if they were working middles. I don't know, all different. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the dentist after working at the steel. Wow. That's, that's yeah, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. They went to the bar sometimes. I too. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was why the it's bars opened It's always been handy to have that bar across the street. Right? <laughs> But yeah, you have a great team, and and everybody just so gets along so well. Like there's no drama, no yeah. friction. Well, the my core, my older girl. I say my older girl. I shouldn't say my older girls, but the ones that have been with me like almost thirty years. You know, right. they've worked together for so long. Yeah. You know, so they if something comes up, they just tell each other. How you know, they're they're, right. used, they're used to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they definitely have that comfort level and and as a patient I think it makes you feel comfortable too I mean it does Mm -hmm. I feel more comfortable Comfortable. because they know each other so well and you and and then you know you know you're going to get that that higher level of care just from from having a team Mm -hmm. working together and your daughter is part of the team yes yeah and I mean they were there when she was born (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and like and Steffi one of my dental assistants she's from my hometown she's from Lehighton she actually drives down oh, that's here every right. day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit of a commute, but. And so the older woman, Chris, that I was talking about, that I always 
that worked for me first. Um, so she retired then, and she was my babysitter once I started having my kids. Oh, wow. And she only lived right up the alley um, from the office. Oh, okay. So, that yeah, that yeah. worked out well. Oh, it was great. And then as my kids got older, and they didn't need her as much, then she transitioned into cleaning the office. Hmm. So she was around for a long time. She passed away now, but, you know, a lot of my older patients, they talk about her all the time when they come in. Yeah. Well, that, that's awesome because it shows that people wanted, wanted to stay connected with you somehow, mm-hmm. even if they weren't doing their original job. And Yeah. Um, I find that, too, sort of doing sock and source. Like, you know, people, you know, they transition, you know, to other things and other parts of the country sometimes, but they still, you know, want to be part of the community and, yeah. and stay reading and everything. So I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Now, you, your husband is also in the health field. He's right. A, He's employed by St. Luke's. He right. works at St. Luke's. He's a plastic mm-hmm. surgeon. And and your son is in college. He's at Colby College. Right. Right, right down the road from where I went. <laughs> Bates. <laughs> You're a Bates boy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Bates doesn't have a hockey team, though. They don't? I no. Think they used to. Well, they don't now. I'm pretty sure what I did. Only Bowden. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. endow one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and he play he plays hockey. He plays them. hockey. Yeah, so hockey's uh, finally over <laughs> for the year. <laughs> so we've we've been driving up there, like we try to go to all his games. Right. So Do you worry it, about his teeth much? Like oh, his one tooth already. <laughs> he already took a puck to his tooth. <laughs> yeah. You could be the team dentist, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have a good friend um that's an oral surgeon in portland maine okay which is like an hour and a half south yeah and i've already had to refer two of his teammates to him really yeah wow <laughs> using the connection from down here <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah maine is an awesome place and a great place to go to college so yeah, he loves it yeah and he uh, they just had 14 inches of snow this past weekend really yeah so he's been snowboarding oh i'm a little jealous <laughs> yeah our, our wimpy winter we've had like i know three inches of snow all winter or something you have to travel now for the snow but they've had quite a bit up there yeah it's it's i mean it's a, it's a hike to go up there oh yeah I it's mean, about eight hours uh yeah I made that drive many, many times. And, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah. just the landscapes up there with the endless, you know, pine forests and, you know. Ponds and lakes. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Just, it's a nature And lovers. I really like Portland. Oh, yeah. It's a really great city, you know. It's, it's very cosmopolitan. Oh, For yeah. the size, especially. Mm-hmm. It's, it, when I went to school there, people often would describe it as like a mini Boston it does kind of mm-hmm. have that feel to it, mm-hmm. um, being on the water. And, um, yes. Did you ever eat it? I don't know if they still have it. The, the Milo's Floating Restaurant no, in I Portland. No. That is a great place for seafood. Is it? Like, like over-the-top kinds of like humongous seafood platters and, and that type of thing. And it is a floating restaurant. You're on a boat. Oh, so neat. it's permanently docked there. But, um, yeah. We're always looking for lobster rolls. Yes. So we're, we're trying them out different places. So right now our favorite is Bite into Maine. Is that where is that like a little shack or? Well, it's a, it's a, like they have here at Lost Tavern, the food truck. Oh, okay. It's, it's a it's a 
food truck, and then it's also in Scarborough. Okay. Uh, yeah. A little restaurant, but it has like two t- two or three tables, mm-hmm. you know, in like a strip mall type of thing. Right. But um, Allagash Brewery. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where Allagash Brewery is, there are five other breweries, or maybe five total. Like across the street from me, she can walk from one to the other. That's and, and handy. It is handy. It's, it's like a really neat thing. And so at Alagash, they have the bite into Maine food truck. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Lobster roll and Alagash beer. Okay. Yeah. I'm drooling now. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, they even have like, I don't know about now, but they had uh, like lobster sandwiches in mcdonald's up there oh when really I, when i went to school yeah. at least part of the year they would have them mm-hmm. and they, they were cheap and it was real lobster because because <laughs> it's mean i guess but yeah well that's neat yeah well i guess i just wanted to kind of close out by you know talking a little bit about your online presence and you know people you have a great website that people can visit for Thank more you. information uh, and we keep trying to make make it more user friendly and mm-hmm. we're trying to make it where um, it, it, it's hard to book appointments online totally but we do have for cleanings mm-hmm. but it's hard to book anything else because people don't really know how much time they need for it right and there's no way to judge that but a cleaning we can judge or an emergency so that's basically what we have online and we're trying to get it down that they can pay their bills online and right. do things just because people don't want to have the hassle of having to write out a check and mm-hmm. mail anything in who does that anymore right yeah everything's going to <laughs> online bill everything's on online yeah that's yeah that's that's awesome i know you have some videos too like testimonials oh yes um, where, or videos where you're talking about some of the services that you offer mm-hmm. and, and those are really helpful like if people have questions you know mm-hmm. a lot of the information is is on there so I would encourage everybody to check that out and then there's also a Facebook page for well that's all thanks to you though <laughs> doing our social media right well uh, I enjoy it um, it's fun to sometimes we profile like a new staff members right. we've uh-huh. done that recently yeah um, we're gonna... I mean, there's not a lot exciting about the dentist, but <laughs> no, but like <laughs> to find we're things. we're working on a post now about something called digital nitrous. Yes, yes, which is digital... really cool. Yes, I didn't know. What I heard to you expect. tried it. I did, and I <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It's yeah. basically it's like virtual reality. It is. That's what it is, and you you know, so you can take your mind off of yeah what you're having done, and and you can yeah. pick your scenery. That, that you see yes, when you, could you be put at the on beach the goggles. Or you could be at a, in a city or you yeah. yeah it's amazing and um and yeah i i definitely felt like i was in the the mm. water or you know whatever i was experiencing so look for that coming up and and then also instagram hellertown dental group is on instagram and then, of course, you can always call for more information. They're very helpful whenever you have a question. So I hope everybody will consider you guys. And oh, thank and you. <laughs> thank you for all you do um, for Hellertown. You also have, I know, support a lot of events in our community, like concerts in the park. Mm-hmm. and A lot of stuff. At this. We try to do most, like, the kids, the stuff for the kids mm-hmm. at school. We try to do that. Right. And anything that has to do with the town right yeah because you live here too mm-hmm. i mean your, yeah. your kids went so, to school yeah. here so. so i want yeah so we we want to try to get back yeah 
I yeah. I am the same way, and and I um, I strongly support you know all the businesses that to, to try and do that. So thank well, you and thank so you much. Thank you for all you do for Helen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's fun, and uh, it keeps it keeps us busy, but you know it's the only way to be. I think so. That's right. <laughs> thanks again for joining us. All right. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> No Rain Date is an original production of Sock and Source, LLC. Our theme music is provided by This Way to the Egress. For more great music by them, be sure to follow This Way to the Egress on Spotify. Thank you for listening. Every night, he climbs the tower, sees your face on every dollar.